You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Union 0430, episode 148. And uh, as you can tell, we're a little light on the boys. Everybody's all over the place. But um, if you are a true waterfowl fan, then you know my guest. Um, you, you know him. You've heard of him. You know the name. Um, so we got Mr. Kyle Jones coming to us all the way from the great state. I shouldn't say all the way because you're you're really just down the road. But from the great state of Michigan, um, listen, yeah, so let, let's go through Kyle's resume here. So um, marketing manager now for Apex Ammunition, the fast-growing company, which is, which is amazing. We'll get into that. Three-time, right? Three-time World Goose calling champion. Once uh, was once was team, but then yeah, twice yep. individual, right? You got it. And then you've worked with other brands like Mo Mersh and and uh, and Dive Bomb. So you you know you've been in the industry for a while. Um, you're not you're not some chump like me that's that's pretending <laughs> to be uh, pretending to be somebody. So Kyle, buddy, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know how busy you must be. So for you to carve some time and you're a fairly new dad too. So yeah. that, so that, Hey buddy, I appreciate you taking <laughs> some time out of your evening to come oh, hang man. out. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me and for the introduction. You know, it's, uh, we aren't too far away from each other, uh, come to find mm-hmm. out, you know, so, uh, you know, we're, I guess you would call us, I mean, bordering, yeah. bordering province and state, but, uh, yeah, she's and to go, you know, daughter, she's 10 months old about to be 11 months old in two days so wow. we're, we're closing in on uh on a year man on a year yeah it's been uh it's been crazy yeah i was i was picking up for dinner tonight and uh my wife she was doing bath time and stuff like that with her tonight of course, so of course. Uh, you know she's she loves the water loves the water and and just has a has a really great time so it's 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 the coolest thing ever it is oh, the coolest thing ever it is right yeah. yeah, I was thinking about it today um, and I was just sitting around and I was thinking about it. And I'm like, how cool and how cool would it be that in, you know, 18 years and hopefully it happens before then. But um, but how cool would it be that your daughter gets on the stage? To oh, call? man. Yeah, that uh, it's definitely joked about and definitely something i've thought of but it's it's also one of those like you know if she wants to do it i'll help yeah and you know i i uh before before i got into competition goose calling and stuff like that i was playing you know high level of baseball and oh really uh, yeah and so it was kind of one of those things where it was just like kind of expected to you know to to want to play want to practice want to go to hitting 
mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. And you know, granted, like it it could have it could have gone down another path as far as like education wise, but you know, I hated it. And yeah. I know so many other people that hate baseball because of how they're, you know, they're not saying they're managed by their parents, but they've just, no, you know, that's I, just the I get expectation it. is, is travel ball and stuff like that. So we've, we've both uh, discussed it many, many times uh, mm-hmm. because it gets brought up on occasion is, you know, what do we want to do if she, if she wants to compete and if she wants to compete, Hey, yeah. I will, you know, I'm not going to force her to do something. Cause I see it in the competition world too, is of course I see dads pushing their kids, pushing their kids, pushing their kids. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well after the junior contest, they just all, they just, they don't compete anymore. That's right. You know, yeah. Cause they're, they're just done. Uh, yeah. They don't want to compete because they were drug across the country to every single contest. They were, you know, winning every single contest under the sun up until they're, 16 and then they got to go they got to go against guys like hunter grounds robbie mm-hmm. ivers robbie iverson mike benjamin yeah. uh and, and trevor shanahan and all those guys and it's like you know they they get beat one time or twice and it's a pretty good licking and mm-hmm. just you know they just shy away from it and you know it's unfortunate to see but they grow to hate the sport more than they love it because they're just being forced to do it. So, yeah, no, uh, I, I get it, buddy. Um, yeah. I, I done, um, I did to my kids sort of kind of what you're talking about when it came to hockey, um, okay. at a young age, three years old, put them on skates. Um, you know, he was good at, yep. you know, good at three. He could skate. He could skate really well. He couldn't do nothing with the puck, but he could skate very well. Um, but I just, it wasn't fun for him. Right. Because I was making it, um, I was making it a job more than it was fun. Um, so he just looked at me one day and he was like, I don't like it anymore. And I don't want to go. So now my son is 13. Um, and my son is that asshole kid that was good at every sport. Like he's not phenomenal, yeah. but he, every sport he plays, he's good at. Well, he's 13 now and he's just getting back into sports and he's picked sports that I have absolutely not. I have no knowledge of. So he's playing basketball and football, which I have no knowledge of whatsoever. Um, And, and I think that's the reason because obviously he likes sports, but uh, if I have no idea what's going on, I can't be coaching them. I can't be telling them, Hey, you're doing this wrong or or whatever. So he's just doing it. So, yeah, I, I totally get it, buddy. I, I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, that's cool. He's getting into sports that are, you know, aren't because a lot of times it's like, you know, there's a comfort zone and a comfort mm-hmm. level. And it's it's kudos to him, you know, being yeah. 13 years old, he's willing to be like, I want to try football or yeah. I want to try basketball. Like, that's tough. Cause like, yeah. then you're like, as a, I mean, from your standpoint, you're like, I don't even know how to, you know, I don't yeah. even know. How call plays like you well, know i don't know the rules yeah and and so it's like it's uh it's pretty cool to see him step out of his comfort zone for both you and and i guess for yeah. him too it's uh it, it's pretty cool man yeah cool. and then my daughter and now my daughter um my daughter plays a pretty good level of of soccer which 
totally foreign to me. I was a hockey player. I played hockey and ball. So I know yep. ball. Um, yep. I wasn't great at it, but I played it. Um, hockey was my, was my sport, but, um, yep. but my kids, yeah, they just went opposite directions of, of me. And, and obviously I think the reason is, um, well, dad don't know nothing about it and he got to keep his yap shut. Uh, <laughs> ultimately, yeah. I think subconsciously yeah. that's what, that's what the yep. decision led to. So, Okay. Hmm. All well, right. Yeah. All right, man. Um, but it, but you, you are right, Carl. Like it is, it is a pretty amazing job to have to bring in a little person into the world and be able to watch them. And, and especially that first year, um, oh, yeah. that first year, there's, there's so much exploration going on and every day there's a new thing. Right. So she's, she's testing her boundaries right now. She knows, <laughs> you know, she knows she's not supposed to go play in the dog bowls and, mm -hmm. and, you know uh slap the water around and and she's she's doing that while you know we fed her dinner first and um and then we set her down and let and then it lets us eat eat dinner and she knows like you know she tries to skirt her way around all the way to the dog bowls and is testing it out and you know she was crawling and now she's just she's walking everywhere and now she knows you know if she gets into something she's not supposed to she like looks at you and then just starts oh, yeah. like trying to run and it's just it's been cool man it's been really cool i've i've loved kids i've you know my my brother's 10 years older than i am and he had kids he had a, a couple kids fairly young and so i grew up you know eight nine ten years old and having oh. little babies around so i'm right i love it i love it yeah so it's it's just the coolest everybody everybody said everybody that has said it is the coolest thing fatherhood is the coolest thing ever was mm -hmm. absolutely right and they were a hundred percent correct when they say it goes by fast too because oh, yeah. like you look and it's already been a year man i can't oh, you know you you got a 13 year old boy and and yeah. what's how old your little girl my daughter's 16 yeah okay so you're just sitting there just like it goes it goes by fast and Dude. i'm sitting here almost 11 months into it and i'm saying that you know it's yeah, man. And, and not to one up you by no means. Um, but my, so I, I'm happy for you that you're, that you're experiencing everything for these first 11 months. My daughter was three months old when I deployed to, when I deployed to Afghanistan for seven yeah. months. Right. So I missed pretty much that first, like I missed the first Christmas and I missed a, a lot of firsts. Right. Um, yeah. Now I didn't with my son. I got to see all those things with my son, but yeah, man, like it goes by super, super fast. And, uh, the funniest, I got a funny story. I had to tell you this. So when my wife, when we found out my wife was pregnant and, and we went to go find out the sex of the baby. And of course I was, I was like, well, I'm hoping to have a boy. Yeah. But so we come to find out that, that, you know, the ultrasound said that we were having a girl and, and uh, I go back to work and uh, a sergeant of mine, a buddy of mine says to me, he said, so did you find out the sex? I said, yeah, yeah, we're having a girl. He said, are you bummed out about it? I said, well, kind of, I was sort of kind of hoping to have a boy. Yeah. And he's, and he's some of the best advice I had ever heard. And he had said to me, he said, buddy, he said, I'm going to tell you something. You give a little boy a hockey stick, something's getting destroyed. You yeah. give a little girl a hockey stick, she's going to learn how to play hockey. <laughs> and, and buddy, it was one, and I, it is the most truest bit of advice I've ever gotten in my life. 
because yeah. it is it is factual that that's exactly the way it went down to. Yeah, that's so, cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. I f- I found myself like with uh, when she was, you know, when my wife was pregnant, um, you know, we could never we didn't do the blood testing. Right. Uh, but we could never tell in the ultrasounds. And I was like, you know, what, what do you, what do you want? Like what mm-hmm. she kept asking me. And I was like, honestly, like I, I would be ecstatic if I had a little boy, but I think I want a little girl. Yeah. And she like looked at me for a second and was like, you, she has no idea that the teddy bear I'm about to become <laughs> little girl comes in the world. Cause Big you know, time. yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, you, you have, especially all your buddies that know, you know, all my bro, all all my friends around here, and you know, kind of across the country, they know like I'm an intense guy. Like when it comes to hunting and, and yeah. preparation and all that stuff, right? I mean, it, yeah. it led me down the career path that I am. Yeah. And but they're like, they're like, man, you're gonna be you're gonna be so disappointed if your girl if you got a little girl. I'm like, nah, uh no, mm-hmm. I'm good, man. I'm yeah. good. She'll be. Absolutely hopefully she wants to get into it and and starts going hunting with me because mm-hmm. i would you know there's plenty of days where i'd just love to go out just me and her and mm-hmm. if i shoot a goose i shoot a goose if i don't it's all good you yeah know? i don't i don't force it i i was trying to you know at around i don't know probably at around nine ten years old to, to yep. get them to come um and they would and they enjoyed it, but it wasn't like they didn't have that passion, right? Sure. So I just I leave it now. My son will come to me and he'll be like, Are you hunting tomorrow? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm going. And it's not so much, and this is what I've noticed about my son. Um, it's not so much about the hunt with my son, like he could because he's not shooting, right? He's just sitting there. Um, yeah. but it's the company that I bring with me. So there's a couple fellas that um give him a bit of attention and they they sort of kind of fool around and joke with him um and if those if those guys are going with me then he wants to go he he doesn't really care so much about the hunting um it it's the company of people that's going to be there and if he if someone keeps fooling with him and and picking on him (laughs) and shit like that right like that's what he really that's what he really likes he likes to be able to go and hang out with a bunch of men and and when they sling shit at him, he slings it back at them. And yep. I think it makes him feel a little bit older than what he is. And, and he and he really enjoys it. But yeah. I tell you, the one thing that he will do with me is if I go into trade shows or traveling around, he's with me 100%. Cool. Yeah, 100%. He's with me all the time on that. Heck yeah. No, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, So... Listen, we've got a few, there's a, there's a bit of stuff that I want to, that I really wanted to pick your brain on Kyle. And, yeah, you know, we, we sort of kind of talked on the fatherhood thing, which, you know, I, and, and you sort of touched on it when you said, you know, you're intense, like when you've got to be intense. So, and this goes for any, anybody that's in competition, anything, if it's competition, baton swirling, it doesn't, it doesn't matter you have to be intense in order to be good to, in order to be the best, you have to be intense and you have to be committed and the whole bit. Right. So you sort of kind of touched on it when you said, you know, I'm intense when it comes to this and my preparation and, and getting up on stage and then career wise, and then, 
you know, marketing and all that stuff. You got to be, you got to be wired tight for that. But then it's a, it's a balance. Cause now, you know, you and your, you and your wife have been together, but you know, that balance was one thing, but now you've interjected a, a child in there that, you know, you want to spend time with, uh, oh, yeah. you want to hang out with, but yet you still have this intensity that you want to get out. You want to hunt, you want to do, you want to do the things that you normally did. So it's a balancing act now. Right. And, and I guess what I'm getting to is that I, a lot of times I see a lot of young hunters now, or a lot of people that are getting into hunting, even if they're getting into it in their late teens, early twenties. Um, it seems like that they think that they need to have this incredibly high level of, well, I need to have the best gear. I need to have the boat. I need to be this. I need to be that. I need to be, listen, no, you, you don't not at all. Just, just get out, do it. And then get out, do it, but don't sacrifice your family time, I guess is sort of kind of the thing I'm getting at here. Yep. Yep. You know, like I, I think social media and, and YouTube and all these things. And listen, I'm, we're a brand where we rely on it. Um, and I'm definitely not going to bite the hand that feeds me, but there's a there's a lot of added pressures like if you say all right and this is kind of where the social media is kind of like a double-edged sword right is like well social media you've got this perception of a dude that gets like we'll we'll use limits as a word right you've got this perception as oh that dude goes out all the time and he's get he's shooting his limits right so then you add in the family factor of it and it's like this perception of well this guy's gotta continue to have that like is what what you know yeah yeah what matters to him right like is it is it that perception of you know hey like guy disappears on social media and just like completely becomes a family man like and goes out every once in a while does his deal in a goose field and or is it the guy that you know his wife's the one that's giving him a hard time leaving to go goose hunting because he's he feels like you know is that is that kind of what you're getting at right there yeah sort of kind of but the biggest thing is is what i'm getting at is is that the social media makes you think in order to be considered successful Oh, you have to have that kill shot. You, you have to have that. You have to be out. Yes. You have to have limits. You got to be using the best gear. You got to be out every day. No, you you don't do what no. makes you happy. Like uh, this is a thing that, uh, and uh, I know, I know you know Bobby Hayes, but like Bobby Hayes is a good buddy of mine, and we we talk a lot, and and these are things that we talk a lot about is is the social media and and how you know, there's this perception within the waterfowling world that, well, if you're not, if you're not doing five man limits every day, well, then you're doing it wrong. Well, oh, yeah. who, who says? Oh yeah, who, exactly. Who, who said that? Yeah. Right? Who, yeah. who is what, where at in, where was that established? Like, it yeah. was a rule, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. And, and, and to be honest, I mean, I think it comes through, and I've thought about this a lot. I think we all go through stages as a waterfowl hunter, as a deer hunter, as a turkey hunter, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like 
waterfowl hunting, you first get into it and you're starting to learn the game. So then you're kind of that newbie, that beginner, mm -hmm. right? That's like figuring out the calls, figuring out how to get permission and getting the right spread together. And then you turn into this guy that is like only goes hunting if there's gonna if you're gonna shoot limits yeah right yeah and then it's a cycle it's a big cycle right that mm -hmm. or like a i guess like a, a roller coaster mm -hmm. uh you know you're you're you associate yourself with those types of folks that only want to go shoot limits right yeah. that's yeah. the goal that's the end result that's mm -hmm. what you want but then you turn into this guy that's like you know exactly what you're doing and what when it comes to goose hunting how to hide how to set a decoy spread what to say when to say it when you're calling and you're able to shoot your geese but it's not like if you just shoot one it's like uh, yeah you no know, i was out i took you know i was out i had a good time got to watch my dog work and then it turns into this dad right that's yeah. just trying to teach those ropes um and, and teach your son and then that's all that matters right is yeah you don't care if you shoot a goose. I mm -hmm. want my son to shoot a goose yeah. or at least shoot a your, box of shells. Hey, yeah. Your, your goals change, right? Yes. I like, I'd be lying. Like I'd be lying. If I said every day I go out, um, I'm trying for limits every day I go out, but it doesn't it. But if I don't get a limit and there's a lot of days that I don't, um, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't make it a bad hunt. It just, no. well, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Um, is the bird, was it the birds or was it me today? Sort of kind of deal, right? Like the, that's the, that's the thing I like about it is that, and I've heard so many people say it to me early in, in my hunting career, for lack of a better term is that you you'll learn every day and i was like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's just some old fella saying it but it's true like i honestly do learn learn something every day and it's it's usually because i made a mistake yeah yeah you know? no it's that's a that's a a huge huge uh an important learning factor there is like once you accept that i think is whenever it's like okay you're cool with it because like dude there was a time where if me and my buddies went out hunting and didn't shoot a limit of birds, like that was a failure. Like yeah. that was a failure. That hunt sucked. Like this yep. was stupid. This was a waste of a day. Yep. And now it's like, Hey man, like, and this is kind of where the intensity level, right? The right. intensity level is here, but the expectations level yeah. is down exactly. here. Yeah. Right. And, and it's like, okay, the intensity level is unmatched. Right. Mm -hmm the scout the decoy spread the calling that we have controlled every single thing we can control that's right, right. yeah um and and then it just is like well the geese just were the geese were pricks today you know yeah. that's yeah. that's what it was or yeah. the ducks they didn't fly or yeah. weather we got mm -hmm. no wind so all of our geese just sat there spun and yep. dipped out you know yep. or laid they sit there and spin and they land a hundred yards away from you because there's nothing, <laughs> nothing directing them. Right. Yeah, that's right. So it, it, the work, the work ethic is still there. It's just the expectations on, on the, the end of the day are, are yeah. totally different. Right. But the work ethic is still, you're still putting the time in and yeah. 
you know well, so i think it's like it's kind of one of those two it's like whenever you're controlling everything you can control you either know your a gonna wax that ass or mm-hmm. you know it's just gonna be like huh you know yeah. it is what it is we'll go mm-hmm. again another time yeah. you yeah. know and i think that's where the realization now with a lot of guys is like those are the type of guys i want to hunt, hunt with right mm-hmm. because yeah. it's just like there's no pressure there's no like weight on your shoulders to try to get these you know get these guys a limit right right or or like say you know you were to come down here in a turkey hunt with me i'm like man i'm starting to stress because i'm like man i, I want to get this guy a bird and stuff right. like whatever like you're thinking in your head and you're like man yeah. i just hunting right yeah yeah it's the same thing if we were to come up to canada yeah. go goose hunting there's i'd imagine there's gonna be some weight on your shoulders because you want to but course. it's like we're on there the same like thought process of like man if it happens it happens if it doesn't yeah but but it's no, a, no it, cold it, beer in the cooler you know? yeah but it, it it's your hunt and you want you want fellas to have a yep. good time and and i Absolutely. get it i i totally do i i totally 100 get it, it it's yep. funny though you know when when you when you look back at it and and you're right there are these stages right just maturation as, as a my my early days hunting are very different i grew up on the east coast of canada in newfoundland where we didn't have a huge flight um yeah. you know it was all saltwater ducks um a so a lot of black ducks, lot of black ducks <laughs> um you know but um and nobody nobody called nobody had camo was like pond hopping more or less you know what i mean so um we didn't have high expectations if we came home with with a with a pair of ducks like yeah. that was a that was a successful day if you came home with two ducks like a very successful day um but then when you know i joined the military and i came came to the mainland and and all this stuff well then that's when social media and I, you know, the, the ages of the DVDs like that, that was insane. You know, when you're watching, when you're watching stall and those guys, um, just piling and piling up on, on the birds are like, Whoa, what is going on here? Right. Yeah. Like that was, it was just crazy. It was crazy times, man. But yeah, um, that it is, it's just, it's nuts how, how everything changes and what your, what the most important thing is to you now. I will say though, I, I don't. I wouldn't say I'm intense when it comes to the scouting. Like I'll put the work in, but I wouldn't call myself right. intense. But, um, I don't have a whole lot of time for people that are very yeah. wishy-washy. Yeah, yeah, that don't want to scout or just like ah, fuck it, we'll just do. It. No, I'm not just. Yeah. No, that, first, I yeah. think I think as a dad, that is what angered me more. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, after this waterfowl season, you know, I'm thankful to have hunted with quite a few of the guys that I hunt with, and you know, one of my best friends, he's he's the best man in my wedding. Like, yeah, that's who I want. That's who I want to go goose hunting with, right. right? But outside of that, like, man, like I I if if i if i get a phone call or if somebody says they've got birds you know uh in a field we should hunt that i'm like kind of leery about it because i don't want like i have a whenever you know september i mean she's three months old right i don't want to spend time away from her yeah and and nothing's going to irritate me more than a half-assed hunt 
that's where that's where that intensity level is good but it's also bad because it's like man i just you 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 want to control all the controllables and you're looking at the 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 list of controllable items right Mm -hmm. that were not taken control of and you're just like you it just starts to drive you nuts yeah it's like man you're just sitting out there twiddling your thumbs wasting your time Mm -hmm. right and yeah. that that is what honestly like angers me more than anything uh with it waterfowl turkey anything like that man it just is like man just just put in the work and yeah. you're not gonna c- have anything to complain about you know yeah whether it and then if you don't put in the work you're like oh maybe i should have scouted a little bit harder <laughs> like okay sweet yeah. dude, just wasted four yeah. hours of my life out here yeah <laughs> so and and this is going to be a very short topic because I I love ducks and geese. Yeah, I I'm I'll hunt turkey. I don't I'm not fascinated with turkey. I'll hunt it. So, but here here's my question with turkey yeah. with you. So when it comes to scout, so the only way I've ever turkey hunted is scouting and putting the bird to bed at night. Yeah. So I watch where the bird roosts mental note yeah i gotta walk in this way this is where i'm gonna be i'm gonna sit down here he should come down walk and cross me yeah got it and i i haven't shot a lot of turkey but when i have that's what i've done and it's worked for me yeah when people tell me uh skunked again on turkey and i'm like well did you like did you put them to bed well no i don't do that i'm like well what are you what are you doing then like if you're not if you don't know like so what you're saying is you're just going for a walk in the woods and hoping something by chance comes across that's the way i view it and i don't want to sound like an asshole when i say that but Mm -hmm. that's just the way i i think i'm just like well if you don't even know if there's a turkey there yeah then you know what are what are you doing i don't know like to me you can't get upset if if you don't see a turkey if if you didn't yeah well i I think there's when it comes to scouting and then knowing the scouting just doesn't take part like first thing in the morning or in the afternoon Mm -hmm. you know i try you know during if i can get a work a break away from work or something like i try to go hit my scouting loop like midday just kind of see what those turkeys are doing because if i know where they kind of get into midday Mm -hmm. and i know especially those 10 to 2 long beards right the ones where they're 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 not with their hens anymore so they're just looking you know Mm -hmm. they're looking for another hen to go breed so if i know where they're at or kind of an idea like that helps with a lot of the success too but a lot of the times you know i i scout a lot put a lot of birds to bed i know Mm -hmm. exactly where they're going to be at for the next morning um so it's just kind of one of those you know, there's, there's been times where we go into some areas blind, but it's like, you have to get there early enough to where you wait for the woods to wake up right. and then you make your move off. of oh, the okay. yep. Because okay. like a lot of times, I mean, I'd imagine, I'd imagine where you're at is fairly similar to where I am. I would we think so. Big ag, small yep. little woodlots littered. Yep. Right. Yep. So yep. like half mile away is your next woodlot that mm-hmm. might be 10 to 20 acres big. Right. Mm-hmm. So you need to be at that woodlot because that's the only place they can go. 
right? Yeah. You need to be at that woodlot before they can make you out in the field. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep, cause they, can see, they yep. can see very well early. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially you get early May in Canada. I'd imagine it's the same way. It, it's the same down here. There's yep. not a lot of foliage on the trees. No, none. Hardly. So those turkeys yeah. there, they can see you a long ways away. So mm -hmm. you've got at least get to the woodlot, right? Yep before they can in the dark like you got to be out and then sit and wait wait for them to wake up and then you can kind of move right where it's like they could they saw you 200 yards ago and now, now they're not going to gobble because yeah. they, they watched yeah. you walk up under it and they you know yeah. um so i think that has a lot to do with it and patience it, i mean i'm sure you've uh -huh. seen patience will kill more turkeys than anything right Big it's guys guys are not patient enough when it comes to turkey hunting and i think that's the biggest they they don't hear gobble or they don't get a bird you know gobbling right away i mean there's been birds that i i knew i could see them you know yeah. they're 15 you know 15 minutes every 10 every five to 10 minutes in my i, I set typically set like a little alarm or like a little buzzer on my phone to let yeah. me know Cause I'll get to call, like I'll call too aggressively. Yeah. Right. So I'll just be like, set my timer. So I know every 10 minutes I can, I'm, I'm good to go. I can call again. Right. So, oh, wow. so, so I've had birds that sit there 20, 25 minutes hearing every single thing that I'm doing. They pick their head up, they listen, they go in a strut and they yep. go back down and then they gobble. So the, and a lot of guys, if they wouldn't have heard, that turkey gobble with yeah the they first, would yeah they would have left yeah because they would have thought that that bird was there's no birds there or they're yeah. just not coming yeah um, so so a lot of times the patience is what is going to kill those turkeys and you just gotta you just got especially especially up where you're at um you know you you do get those little woodlots that mm -hmm. are that those turkeys that's the only place they're going yeah that's right in, at night and yep. during the daytime when they're not out in a field right mm -hmm. especially if it warms up like it was this past two weeks where it's hot yeah right it's 80 degrees outside those turkeys go into the shade and they just sit there yep. so uh, a lot of times it's like man if you just sat there you know there's turkeys there you're probably going to shoot a turkey you mm -hmm. know and that's just that's just <laughs> how it is for a, a lot of guys if they don't kill a turkey it's just because they're not patient enough i know my buddy that that I was just telling you about, my best friend, my best man at my wedding, he uh, if there, if he you know eight o'clock in the morning he's texting me he's like oh I left already you know he's <laughs> he's he's not a he's not a intense turkey hunter you know yeah. he's he's he can get it done but he's just you know if it doesn't happen by eight o'clock he's out you yeah. know so um and you know it, it's just one of those I know there's a lot of people like that oh so, yeah. Well, it's, we're like, like, we're like it for, for geese, like 10 o'clock mm -hmm. with geese. If it hadn't happened that, if it haven't happened by t like 10, that's it. Like, yeah. all right, time to call it boys. That yeah. ain't, ain't happening. Today is not today. Um, yeah. we're doing something wrong or the almighty is, is screwed with <laughs> us somehow. Um, and, and it's just not happening. Call, no. I'm, oh, go, go for ahead. it, buddy. Uh, so now, you know, now to, to kind of touch on that a little bit more, like granted a lot of the stuff I hunt down here is a lot smaller, 
So mm -hmm. if I know a bird has got down and gone the opposite direction, it's probably on the other property that I cannot hunt. So I just, then that that's, right. you know, there's, yeah. there's several variances, right. Yeah, to this, but that's just scratching the surface of one of those variables. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, so. no. Good. Good point. Uh, actually I've seen, so my last two turkeys that I've got and my son have come along with us. And so we've, we've been spoiled. Um, so we got a buddy of ours, um, that he manages, uh, some property and, uh, it's, it's just crazy. The amount of turkeys that's around. So, um, we'll go there at, we'll meet him at like midnight, um, hang out, hang out in the shed, drink some coffee, stuff like that. And then we, we literally hop in a golf cart, drive down the road. Yeah. And we go, okay, this is where we're going to set up, park the golf cart and then yep. just wait, wait for them to wait for the world to come alive. And to, and yep. then like, we're done in a half hour, the last two totally spoiled. And my, and the worst, so that's, that's fine for me because I, I realized that we're spoiled, but now my son thinks that's how that's turkey hunts. That's how yeah. turkey hunting is. Right. Um, yep. And I'm like, no, buddy, we're, we're just, <laughs> we're really lucky that Jamie is taking Man, us along. That, I've that, got that, a. I've got a very similar story. There's a young man. He just graduated high school, actually, back when I was working for Higdon and Momarsh. Yeah. Um, I was doing strength and conditioning and speed and agility on the side. Okay. So one of my clients came in and he talked about hunting a little bit, but I could tell he'd never gone a whole lot. Like he'd gone right. a couple of times, but just wasn't like into it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we get to talking and, and, in Kentucky, the youth hunt is the first weekend, or I was actually in Tennessee. Sorry. We, we hunted in Tennessee, lived in Kentucky. So in Tennessee, the youth hunt is the first two weekends of February. Okay. Okay. So there's a ton of birds around. They're plumed out. And Kelly Powers is like, well, take Landry out and hunt on my duck farm. I was like, perfect. There's not yeah. going to be anybody else out there. And it's been a refuge for the past two weeks. So mm -hmm. great. So we go out there, shoot our ducks, shoot. Well, he shoots his ducks. And then a couple months later, we go out and he's like, hey, do you think we can go turkey hunting? Because I'm still training him at this point still. Uh, and and so he's like, can we go out turkey hunting? I'm like, dude, yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. You're going to have to get up with me and go scouting. Like yeah. you're gonna, I'm gonna have to pick you up, and we're gonna go, and we're gonna go scout. He's like, okay, yeah, no problem. And um, and I was like, you're gonna have to get permission because that it's it's your hunt. Like yeah. I'm not gonna get permission for you, you know. Yeah. And so he got permission on two different spots, and went with me and scouted. Well, two days, two hunts. There's two dead turkeys. Yeah. The next year, two days, two hunts two dead turkeys oh wow and then he comes out to washington um to hunt with me out in washington and i mean it was like perfect weather perfect conditions 49 mallards right and i'm like all right i'm sitting there in my truck right after i dropped him <laughs> off at the airport i'm like man i ruined this kid yeah like I completely ruined this kid he's like <laughs> this is what he's he, he, you know, like he loves he loves it but I was so and granted, like it's been a couple years now. So he's he's now get he's got his own truck, he's got his own boat, he paid for it himself. So he's like 
you know, scouting, he's scouting in his truck, scouting in his boat, you know, he got his own dog now. So granted, like, wow, he's got, you know, he's fully invested into it at this point, but those first couple seasons, you could just tell he was like, so can we go hunt together? Cause <laughs> it was like a struggle because he didn't know, like, he just, he just thought it was, you know, that's, that's what he thought it was going to be like. Yeah um and you know now he's learned he's grown up a lot so i'm proud of him for that but i i was like man i just i completely spoiled this kid and ruined him he's gonna think if you don't shoot a limit of birds or if you don't shoot a turkey that's it's a it's a failure so again it's the starting of that cycle that we were just talking about earlier yeah so yeah it's good for him yeah no absolutely excuse me so call i did want to talk to you about apex because You know, so first off, and I and I say it all the time, and I've I've talked to Heath about this, and and Bobby Hayes and I have talked about it. The photography that you guys have for your social media, and I say it every time I see a picture, because every time there's a new picture on yeah. Apex, it's like the best picture I've ever fucking seen. So so I'll say, and and I've had a quite a few conversations multiple conversations about our content in general right yeah uh, our main content guy the guy that does video the guy that yeah. does photos that's jared that's yeah. one of the founders of apex yeah. right and he learned how to take photos and videos because they had actually hired a guy um to do it a long time ago yeah and he was just kind of like slow to produce things and right so jared Jared told him, he's like, Hey man, like I've got a job for you, but the way that you're acting, like, don't make me learn how to do this. Right. Right. So, because now you see where Jared's at, but the reason that it's always the best photo that's out there is that's his company. Right. That's, that's his, that's his heart and soul. That's, that's on the line that, that we've got this standard. Right. And anything below that is just, unacceptable but he, there is some there's some pictures there was one taken last year and i'm gonna say it was on it was on big water yeah. um and it was a gray day and it was on big water it was just a you could tell it was just a miserable sucky day right but yeah and i remember looking at the picture and i was like holy shit man like this is like if, if you could capture what a a duck hunt was this is this is a duck it was just i i love it but anyways on on to the apex thing like you guys are growing you're growing fast like growing fast and you're putting out a a great product that and i've yet to use it i'm hoping i'm gonna use it soon (laughs) um because like keith said um getting ammo in the canada it's easier to get ammo in the in the kandahar afghanistan than it is in the canada um and i believe that Um, so, but like from a Canadian, you know, sitting back and watching your social media and watching you guys grow, like you are growing fast and you have a lot of momentum right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've got, we've kind of got our foot on the gas and, you know, it's just kind of, there's a lot of, and it's, you know, in the Turkey realm, you know, the Turkey realm, we are, we are, you know, very, very strong. Yeah. And the waterfowl world is one we were fairly okay in. Like yep. the people that shot 
a product before they liked it it had seen good results with it but the waterfowl is it's got as we've got a lot of ground to make up in the waterfowl yep. grant and and i'm i'm excited for that because there's oh, a lot yeah, of people that i'm excited to see and and introduce a product to to where that's you know they're 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 experiencing what we've been seeing for the past couple of years you know um so yeah we we are definitely growing uh very very quickly uh and it's it's a blessing but it's also like there's there's a couple little growing pains here and there too every business has them but yeah, of uh, course. but it's definitely something that you know we we intend to fully intend to keep our foot on the gas and keep going forward cuz it's it's been pretty cool to to see so far yeah, I bet. And so obviously I, I've got a, a little bit of a little bit of love towards it because it's a veteran owned owned business. Yeah. But you know, um and and you sort of kind of talked about it when you said Jared when he's doing his photography, like this is his business and you know, he's part part owner and stuff like that. But from a marketing side of things, like when those guys, you know, their expectations of you because it's their business, like they've, they've got some high expectations of you too, right? Like, you, Oh yeah. You, yeah. Like you're, this isn't, this isn't a fucking, a walk yeah. in the, this isn't a walk in the park by no means. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. And, and you know, like whenever I took the role over, you know, I had always been, you know, a sales manager or a marketing specialist, never a, you know, never a director of marketing. Right. It's kind of one of those, you know, it's a new role and they've got that patience level of you learning the ropes, but at the same time, you know, they've still got these high expectations. So I think, you know, it's, it's good because I think it, we all have a really, really good way of holding each other accountable. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm sure that you saw that in the military too. Oh yeah. That that thought process translates directly to our business too, of, you know, you've got a job to do you know, you got to get it done. And absolutely. if, if, and we had this discussion the other day, it's like, if you don't know, figure it out, you know, you don't know what it is. You need to figure it out and learn. Cause that's how they'll say, that's how we learn. You know, you gotta, that's how they learned how to do, you know, e-commerce and, and and granted they had a little bit of experience back in like Jason, Jason's one of the co-owners too, but you know, he's like, he'll tell you straight up. He's like, man, I, I had to learn. And yeah. so it's a, it's a great, you know, it, it, it's a great company to, to be involved with, but also to, to learn under as well, because they understand you're learning too, but mm-hmm. there's still that accountability level of, of course you, you just, you have to do what you got to do. That, you know? And that's, you know, like, that's the thing that I find, and, and maybe I even said it myself sometimes uh way back when i just didn't know the difference but you know sometimes for an outsider looking in you could say man like i so had i had i no experience with with running a business or anything like that i could look at you and go man kyle jones is living the life he's living like how much better can you be you're working for an ammo company you get the because because people will say well he gets to hunt whenever he wants right get to hunt whenever he wants get to go and and go travel all these places and shoot and all this stuff could be n- no further from the truth yeah because 
because you're working for a brand that has aspirations of succeeding. Yeah. Hey, listen, yeah, you can go hunt on your own time, but you're not doing it on the company's time, right? Yep. Because that that's just reality. That's just the way things work. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you there. I mean, it's, you know, granted, we have some, some, some marketing trips that we do, of some film at, you know, but other than that, I mean, you know, if, if we're out hunting every day, like that's a, that's an issue because then there's something, <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's no something work, that's not no going. Work. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that's not being done. Like grant, that's like, right. you know, I'd have for turkey season i had quite a few people come in that were you know guests that are friends of apex or work for right. apex or you know we sponsor or we we partnered with them right mm -hmm. so there was a couple days there where that's that's what i was doing right but it's still like hey like i come in from hunting i'm i'm still gotta i still gotta get work done yeah you know that, that's not just the work that i do that day you know yeah. and that's i think um a big misconception too with a lot of the hunting industry uh, i'm sure you've seen it too is you know I, i'm thankful and blessed to have the job that i do um uh, but from eight to five eight to six o'clock at night i'm doing hunting work right yeah. while everybody else is doing hunting. their regular work yeah and so when it comes to six o'clock i'm ready to shut off and just decompress be a dad but mm -hmm. that's what everybody wants to talk hunting and talk right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's kind of, I get a, you. it's yeah. a double-edged sword. Cause that's when people start, you know, DMing and, and right. hitting you up. And it's like, man, like, you know, I love hunting, but it's, it is still as right now. It's still a job too. You that's know? right. So, um, but it, it, it's a, it, it is a double-edged sword big time. Uh, 100%. And, and listen, you cannot take away from the fact that a young family I, I'm blessed now and I've got some friends and I'll say to them, I'm like, Hey, listen, I got, I got a spot. So the, the rule is, is that I'm not allowed to go hunt by myself on yeah. water. My wife, absolutely. No, you're not going on water by yourself, which yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I, I get it. So if I have a hunt and I reach out to people and I'm like, okay, listen, I got a hunt. Um, we got some birds. Let, let's go do it. Well, I can't because I got, and then, so then the answer I get is I can't because I got to take the kid, I got to drop the kids off to school or I got to do this and I got to do that. And they're like, man, I can't, I can't wait until I can be retired like you are. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh don't, don't wish your time away, bud. Um, yeah. I was, it was the same for me 10 years ago, uh, same deal. I was under the same thing and you didn't have a family then and you were going whenever you wanted. Um, so it's just, it's just reverse. So, you know, like just take your time and enjoy whatever life is, whatever life is served up for you at that moment. Just, you know, it, it's not going to be that way forever. Just, just yeah. roll with the punches and get out when you can. And, you know, yeah. it'll trust me, the birds aren't going nowhere. Um, <laughs> But I tell you what, the, the memories, the memories with your kids and, and your family, those, those you, you can never get them back. You can always go get more birds. Oh, but yeah. That's the way I look at it anyways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, so um, we, we can we can get off the apex uh, subject because um, 
we don't need to spend all our time talking about it, but I would be remiss for all of our fans if I didn't ask, are we going to see Apex in Canada? Yes, and- yes, yes, yes. You will, you will. Yeah. Now yeah. we did, you know, we didn't, I didn't know that uh, for turkeys, you can't shoot smaller shot size than sevens. Yeah. Yeah. So that is something that we are currently working around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for for waterfowl uh, and then hopefully turkey next spring, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we will definitely we're we're working as hard as we can to get it in there now. Yeah. So um, it 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 definitely is something we've got in the works. So That's we, awesome. we have it there. Um, it might be set up to where we ship. We have to go to a store. I I would love if we could get into um canadian like canadian waterfowl supply uh, yeah. if you're listening pat heinrich you know yep. this <laughs> pat, ryan, pat ryan i know you're listening yep. so um, so we, we would love to uh we'd love to have apex represented in the store there and then you know i i definitely would love to get up to that toronto show that you had to yeah. talk about especially the refuge the yeah, the amount of people that you had turn up and 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 come in and and hang out—it's definitely something that we want want to be a part of. Because I mean, you know, waterfowl—it's uh, not just the U.S. the U.S. thing. You know, we we want to be a part of the 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 entire uh, North America, yeah, flyway, yeah, man, yeah. and that's, that's important to us. And I think that if you guys saw the benefits of some of the shot that we put out. Um, it would be pretty cool. So yeah. it would be really, really cool to see. So um, our our blend, we've got a blend. It's the Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat Blend. It's the number three steel, number eight TSS. And it is, I've shot a lot of different shot shells over the years. And mm-hmm. it's by far my favorite, the meanest that you can find. I mean, we shot it at Old Squaw. We shot it at Big Honkers in January, February. Uh, and then we're shooting at ducks too. And it's, it's, it's hard to beat. It really is. Wow. That's impressive, man. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty like, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not the type of dude when it comes to hunting where like, I, I don't have a, a lot of rules and, and specifications that I have to go with. So like shot size, I shoot yep. number four, like I would shoot number fours all season long. Yeah. Um, and I shoot number fours, and that's usually what I shoot. Late season, if I'm gonna go on a honker hunt, I'll drop down to twos. Yeah, whatever. But I've never shot a TSS load ever. Yeah. Never yep. ever shot it. But the more I hear about it, like when fellas are telling me, Well, if you're normally shooting a four. Well, you can go to a six or a seven on a TSS load. And I'm like, what? My my favorite load that I, I'm a big 28 gauge guy. Okay. Love shooting my 28 gauge. It shoulders great, swings great, lightweight at ducks and at geese. Yeah. My favorite 28 gauge load is two and three quarter number eight. And wow. And I'm, I'm not kidding, man. Like we're shooting, we're shooting geese and, and granted I've, I've hunted in Canada quite a few times, but I'm not mm-hmm. hunting in Canada late. Um, but you know, in Wyoming, uh, we were hunting in February, it's negative 15 out, you know, yep. we're sh- we start shooting honkers at 15 yards, 
and then we're ending the swing at 30, 35. And it's just crumpling honkers at wow. 35 That's impressive, yards. man. That's um, impressive. And at that late part part of the season, like lots of fat. Um, yeah. Yep. You know. So, you know, with the TSS stuff, it's tungsten super shot. It's to classify it as tungsten super shot. It's got to be 18.1 grams per cc. Now, lead is like 11.2, 11.3. So guys, you know, that's, that's like the, the number one thing we hear is, well, we used to hear it was like, oh man, I wish we could shoot ducks with lead still. Cause like the ducks just crumple. Right. And, and so now you think of, okay, now we're shooting something that's, you know, quite a bit heavier, but also we're fitting double to triple the amount of pellets in that. So your pattern yeah. Uh, is is just that much better right the wow. pattern density is is there right so instead of so for like example now this is a turkey load our 20 gauge mossy oak green leaf blend is a number nine tss and a number 10 tss completely can't shoot in canada so yeah but yeah. i just want to give you an example there's uh in that 20 gauge load there is 774 pellets 20 gauge three inch yes now now here's the deal you get ballistics gel yeah at we did we did this was a kind of a fun little test we did we actually got ballistic gel molded like ducks okay yeah put them at 40 yards you get with a number eight tss you get at 40 yards complete pass-throughs on ducks Okay, so you got a lot of the a lot of the the um you know a lot of the conversations have been like, well, I'd like to shoot TSS, but I don't want to bite down on that many pellets. Well, you it's literally proven you're not gonna have that many pellets in there. And then the turkeys, I mean the turkeys at you know 50 yards with a number nine, you're getting over four inches of penetration and you got to think well a turkey's yeah. head is only two and a half inches wide so you're yeah. getting you know you're not eating the turkey's head anyway granny you might have yeah. a couple you're you're putting a you're putting a massive amount of pellets down yeah. range uh at you know 20 to 40 maybe even 50 yards if you're you know depending on what you want a turkey shoot a turkey at and uh you know you got to think like anywhere in that range you're you're going to get some pastors on some wow. stuff you also might have a couple strays but that's yeah. that's part of yeah, it yeah. happens yeah, with, happens with shooting DBs. so but wow sorry i didn't mean to get too deep in the weeds no, no. About, you no, know that's awesome stuff but it's, it, it, it's not for me because yeah. i could care less about the technical stuff but there but there's a ton of people that do like it's important to them to know that technical stuff oh yeah well i mean it's you know whenever I can go out in any day, any day of the season, whether it's in September or February, even get into like late spec season in Oregon in like March, when there's no hesitation to take a 28 gauge, two and three quarter, number eight shot, you know, like, wow, I don't, there's a lot of confidence in the, in the shell and the pattern and the load there. I bet you, I was, I bet you, I was 14 the last time I shot a two and three quarter inch load. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that would have been, and at that time that would have been a Winchester super X. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, like just on, like, I don't fuck man. Like, I don't even know anybody that even 
shoots two and three quarter anymore. But yeah. so, which is which is impressive if you can say that a two and three, uh, two and three inch quarter, two and three quarter inch <laughs> gel, and I'll screw yeah. it up here. Um, and you're getting the kinetic energy behind, you know, late season hackers that you're able to drop at. But it, it that's impressive. It, yeah. it really is impressive. We all, you know, we all, and this is my thing is I'm a, I'm a realist, right? Like, yeah. We all, we want to shoot ducks and geese at 10 to 15, 20 yards. Yeah. And that might be where the shot call starts, right? Yeah. <laughs> but wind conditions, et cetera, can lead to some, some further shots than, yeah. you know, 30, 35, 40, 45, you know, even a 50 yarder in there, you know, yeah. there's still Especially a lot of you're hunting teal. Yeah. There's a lot of confidence there in, wow. in the shot show. That's awesome. Um, you know what, call buddy, um, we've been on for about an hour. Um, and I know I, I say that, so people that listen to the show, they'll, cause I say it all the time, we could keep going on, but, um, I, I think we can, we can end it here and then hopefully somewhere down the, down the road, you, you'd be willing to come back on and and continue and let's hop on. Yeah, let's hop on, you know, back right before goose season or something. Yeah, man. Kind of, you guys are kind of chomping at the bit. Yeah. Hopefully, have some pattern testing done on your end of yeah. some apex loads, and we can talk about it. And, yeah, and of course. Yeah, one hundred percent. But I would love it. Um, I can't thank you enough for coming on because I I know how busy you are. I really do. So uh, I can't I can't uh, say it enough. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah. and, and I got to thank Heath for hooking me up with a hat and <laughs> with a hat and t-shirt too. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, uh, so yeah, buddy, thanks so much. This was, this was great. It, it really was a, a great episode. The hour went by pretty quick and, uh, fuck, I, you know, thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, dude, no problem, man. Anytime, uh, we'll get back on here again. Uh, you know, early, later in the summer, early yep. fall. Yeah, for uh, sure. And and recap and and talk goose hunting coming up. Um, Absolutely, dude. I'll be in. I'll actually be in Canada for two weeks in Alberta this nice. fall. So we can kind of hype that up a little bit if we want. Yeah, absolutely. Early season, early season honkers up there, man. I pre- I really appreciate you having me on, man. No, absolutely. And and listen, dude. Like, it's an open invite. So open invite. If you want to come on the show, you need something that you want to get out there, fire yep. me a message, open invite. And the same, if you ever, if you ever want to come up here and go hunting, just say, Hey, Damien, listen, I'm, I'm going to be in your area. Can we get together? Can we pull together a hunt? Absolutely. Well, I mean, dude, I, I was driving now that I think about it, you know, I would, when I was living in Western Kentucky, I would drive eight hours leave work on Friday night, get home Friday night, hunt Saturday, Sunday, leave Sunday, go back home. And you're only five, four hours away. Yeah. I'm about four hours away from you. Yeah. So not bad. We we need to make it happen. Absolutely. Maybe do another one of these to a third one. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely, buddy. Awesome, man. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for doing this call. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Union 0430. Although all the boys aren't here, we're not experts. We'll never pretend to be experts. We're just a bunch of dudes that love hunting, and we love hanging out with good people. 
Big love. Be nice to everybody. Stop being douchebags. Big love.